I'm Libby Rothschild, former clinical dietitian who transformed into a full-time virtual business owner. It was only one year ago when I made $55,000 a year in my clinical job. And now I make $100,000 a month being my own boss. And you can do this too. My clients, who are all female dietitians and students, started from zero and created six-figure, multi-six-figure businesses by following my proven method. And they've all been guests on air. My proven method shows you how to attract cash paying clients using social media marketing strategies that work. You don't have to guess, waste time, or hold yourself back when you follow my step-by-step method. Danielle Liz is one of the top lawyers in Las Vegas in 2018 and 2019. She's passionate about simplifying legal for small business owners. She's the owner of List Legal and the founder and CEO of Business Ease, which offers DIY legal templates. Danielle has previously served as general counsel for an eight-figure digital fitness and nutrition company. Danielle has worked for many dietitians and served as a resource for interpreting licensing statutes for virtual nutrition professionals. I am so excited to have you here today. Welcome. Did I leave out anything in that introduction? No, thank you. That was amazing. I'm excited to be here. Excited to have you and grateful for your contribution in my program and with Dietitian Bosses around near and far who you've been able to provide guidance for. So thank you for that. Thank you. All right. So let's dive right in. Let's start talking about licensing. Mm-hmm. Why is it necessary? Licensing is necessary, although I understand that many people are like, no, it isn't. It's annoying. But it's necessary because the states need to protect their citizens. So that's really the general idea is to make sure that people have the appropriate training and credentials and that they are tracked usually by a board in certain states to make sure that the citizens of that state are protected. So if you think about it, you know, you probably wouldn't want to come to me for medical advice. So it's, it's along those lines, just making sure that people are receiving advice, particularly since it concerns their health and well-being from the appropriate people. Okay. And when it comes to dietitians or health coaches specifically, why is licensing important for us? I usually hate trying to make it about fear, but I think it's important to note this. So in some states, violations of licensing laws very simply can lead to misdemeanors or fines, and no one wants to deal with that. So I think it's just really important to consider if you are building a virtual practice, since you are probably going to be working with clients from other states. So it's a good idea to know kind of what you're dealing with as your practice grows. Yeah. And when it comes to knowing states, does every state have the same type of licensing? I think that's where a lot of my clients and community get really tripped up. I wish they did. Unfortunately, they don't. There might be a couple of states who have similar statutes, but I don't think any of them are a verbatim match for a different state. So that makes it fun. Generally, however, the laws fall into a few categories. So the ones that I think most people know are practice exclusivity. Those are the states that people are trying to look out for. It means a license is required to practice dietetics in the state. There's also some states that have licensure or certification of title, which means that there is a licensure or certification, 
but that license is not required to practice dietetics. There's also states that have title protection. There's fewer of those, though. And that simply means that while there isn't a license or certification program offered through the state, the title is protected for certain types of professionals. And then there are probably the two easiest, which are Arizona and Michigan, and they don't have any type of licensing laws. What about California? Doesn't California... Do they have a limited license for laws or what's the deal with California? California has title protection. So they don't have licensure or certification, but they do have a statute that says certain titles are only to be used by certain individuals. So in the licensing freebie that can help you unpack a lot of what Danielle and I are saying on a deeper level, that will be available and you can grab that on my website. It'll be available on the show notes as well. Danielle, can you go ahead and let us know a little bit more about California as you're pulling up the freebie and, and referencing? Sure. If you were to go to California and you wanted to learn a little bit more about how their law is structured, you'll see a link to the statute. It does say that it's not a practice exclusivity state. And then it has a list of what the protected titles are. And it's dietitian, spelled both ways. So if you spell it with a T or a C, you're good. Nutritionist, dietitian, nutritionist, registered dietitian, registered dietitian spelled the other way, RD and RDN. And essentially what the statute says is if you haven't earned the RD credential, then you can't use the title. So learning those statutes is really about taking a look, seeing, okay, is there a protected title that I need to pay attention to? And what can I call myself in that state? That's fantastic. And just to piggyback off of that, how would a dietitian know where she can or can't practice? It's usually going to be the state law where the patient lives. So that's the law that you want to pay attention to. It's not where you are. It's where your patient is. Okay. And so that's something that we need to be really clear and ask them when providing service or inquiring about service. Is that correct? Yes, definitely. So I think it's really important as someone's applying to work with you, make sure you find out where they're from. Because the last thing that you want is to say, yay, I'm so excited. The person's excited. And then you realize they're from a state that you can't offer the types of services that you are offering. Thank you for clarifying that. And when it comes to how do you know which state's law will control So like I said, if it's virtual through telehealth, it's going to depend on the location of the client. This is going to be important because obviously, as we've said, those laws can vary so much state to state. But if it's in person and you are seeing someone in your office, it's usually going to be where the services are taking place. So that's where it might differ a little bit. So you really need to think about where is the client going to be at the time that they are receiving services. Thank you for clarifying that. And if a client lives in a practice exclusivity state, as indicated on the licensing freebie, does that mean a dietitian from another state cannot work with the client? I think there's a lot of confusion with that as well. Yeah, I think this is probably one of the most confusing parts of building your virtual practice. The hardest part about those practice exclusivity states is that you need to determine if the work that you are doing, so what type of program are you offering, what type of services are you offering, do those fall under the practice of dietetics for that particular state? So it becomes really important to have a basic understanding of what those states require. There are a couple of maps out there that can help, but this is really why we put together that licensing freebie is to give people 
a very easy guide to go to the source, look up the state where the person is from, and see if you fit into any exceptions. Yeah, really helpful. Thank you so much for providing that. It's much needed. I get this question all the time. So I know that that'll be a fantastic resource where we can easily identify that so that we can really serve more people um, faster. That's great. Okay, so reading statuette does sound miserable. Uh, what should dietitians be looking for? I completely understand. I'm probably the only person who's going to get a little excited about looking through a statute and finding the exceptions, so I understand. But the first thing that you want to look for is how does the state, and this is assuming that it's a practice exclusivity state, that you want to see what you can do. So the first thing you want to do is see how does that state define the practice of dietetics. And there's typically going to be a definition section. Sometimes this will include nutrition education, sometimes it won't, so it depends on the statute itself. And from there, you want to look at the exceptions. So are you able, through the types of services or programming that you're offering, do you fall into any of the exceptions within that statute so that you can potentially work with people from that state? Again, within that freebie, we have pulled out the most important definitions within the statute so you don't have to navigate those. And you can see, okay, this is how, you know, whichever state it is defines practice of dietetics. Is that what I'm doing? Yes. Then you look for one of the exceptions. Yeah, that's fantastic. And then it really helpful. And what types of exceptions would you say are most common? I think some of the most common ones that we see in the practice exclusivity states, they make it relatively easy to provide general nutrition education, but you also need to know how they define general nutrition information. So some states like Ohio allow what they call general non-medical nutrition information. That's quite a long title. And they give really specific examples of what that means. So then you've also got a lot of exceptions for weight loss programs, but each state may have certain parameters. It may say that it has to be approved by an, a licensed dietitian within that state. So you need to be cautious there. And there are other examples, but I think that those are probably the two that are most common. Yeah, really, really helpful. And for dietitians who work one-on-one -on -one with clients, I know several of us do. Will they be able to practice in every state? I think it's really important when we're growing our business to know how we're going to be able to provide service. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but the answer is probably not. Unless, of course, you want to get licensure in the states where you wouldn't normally be able to practice under your state's license. So it may be if you find that you have a whole bunch of clients coming in from Illinois or Ohio that you want to have your license expanded to include that. So that may be one factor. There are a ton of exceptions, but I definitely recommend screen those clients carefully, your potential clients, so that you can ensure that you're avoiding those that don't allow the kind of work that you do. All right. And what about group programs? How does that differ from the one-on-one -on -one clients? It can depend on the content of the group program. So you still need to follow the same laws, but a lot of group programs are based more on nutrition information and education about that information than they are based on medical nutrition therapy. So it can often be easier to fall into an exception with a group program. 
But be careful because there are still a couple of states that do not allow for any type of education exception. So just make sure you know where you can accept those group program participants from. Okay, fantastic. And then for those of you listening, this is something that's framed out really clearly in my group program so that you know how to deliver services and really protect both you and the client in that process um, to make sure that everything is really safe. Many dietitians are working to build a virtual practice and they don't know how to navigate the process at all. So they end up stalling. And I see that happen all the time. They're making excuses. They're petrified. They need more information. So what do they do to not be the bottleneck in their ability to help people and and make money and either start or grow their practice? Sure. I think that the number one step that you need to make is to know what type of services that you are offering. And I know you just mentioned about the program for Dietitian Boss. I think it's key because I know that you work with people on refining their offer. So I think that's really important. You have to know what type of services you are providing. Then once you know what you're offering, you can look at those practice exclusivity states and say, okay, I know I cannot see people from the following five states, but everybody else is up for grabs. The idea that you can make it all 50 states, I think that's going to be challenging and that's where people get hung up. But why are you waiting to offer services to those other 45 states? I think it's just get it moving. And I get, I totally understand that statutes, you know, put politely are boring for most people except me. But this is why we put together that freebie to help you navigate that a bit. And so that you learn more about what those definitions and exceptions are as you are building out the content of your programming. Fantastic. Thank you so much. It's been an incredible resource to have you on an incredible resource to have you available in the group program as well in the Dietitian Boss Group program. So for those of you listening, make sure to grab the freebie, the licensing freebie that Danielle has created specifically for dietitians navigating this process so that you can stop stalling and help more people and really, you know, practice with confidence. Any other final notes you want to leave us with here today, Danielle? No, I think the only thing I would let people know is if you are looking through the freebie and you are still feeling a little bit nervous or unsure of what to do next, at that point, I do think it's good. Just talk to a lawyer, get some input there so that you are not afraid to start your program. I've talked to too many people who just don't want to start because they're afraid of the licensing and you don't need to be afraid to start. You just need to know how to navigate. Absolutely. I love that. What a great way to close. And thank you, Danielle. I know that everybody's going to be thrilled to check out this freebie. And it is an integral part of practicing as a dietitian to really understand this process and not stall and move forward so that you can actually help more people. So thank you for making that possible for dietitians so that they can decrease fear and really start taking ownership in their practice. Of course, I'm super happy to help with it. If you identify as a female dietitian or student, apply to my coaching program. I'm accepting applications now. My clients go from zero to exceeding their sales goals. I save you time, energy, and I show you how to confidently become a dietitian boss. Thousands of your colleagues from around the world are doing it, and so can you. Apply on my website at LibbyRothschild.com and check the show notes if you want that link right away.